Good morning, church. Um, I'm up here to do two things. The first one is to kind of go through another list of acknowledgments for people who served in a variety of ways. Um, I'm probably going to forget some people, um, but at the end, I'm going to try to do a catch-all. So just because I forgot doesn't mean that God didn't see the work that you did and we're not grateful, but we're going to try our best. Um, some of this was covered through uh, what Pastor Woody shared. However, uh, we can't give you enough thanks for all the great work that you did for us. So um, special note of acknowledgement to the Building and Transition Committee. Chris Book, as we shared, was a lead administrator at pa uh, Paxton Ministries, was our church board chair, and also took on the task of chairing the Building and Transition Committee. Serving on that committee with him was Mike Mumper, Kirsten Reinford, Max Shradley, Lynn Taylor, and Karen Watson. We also had a fundraiser task force, was chaired by Al Carr and Wes Carr, and that committee also included Michelle Blackford, Sandra Mostyn, Ginny Scherscher, and Steve Schwartz. Dave Tucker, who we mentioned earlier, was the coordinator for all the construction work in here. Uh, Jim Gibson from Integrity Bank for extending the loan to us. God bless him. Um, Bob and Kathy Cutman were our packing and moving coordinators. Randy Miller um, coordinated the phone, sound, technology. Um, a fun hidden gem in this church is if you're ever volunteering in the dish room over there, there's um, phone line wires. You should ask Randy about that. I'm sure you got a good story. Uh, Clayton Asper worked on the landscaping coordination. Dan Buckwalter also um, kind of worked at the front loader toward landscaping the gravel parking lot. Lynn Taylor was the kitchen equipment coordinator. Al Carr coordinated the sale of the church properties. Mary Lou Roog coordinated the cleaning of the properties that sold. Deb Souder, who was here earlier and still here taking pictures, um, was our, Rick and Deb serve as our construction photographers. So a lot of these pictures you'll see are some of the work that they did. Um, one of the, the, the hard part about this building is we don't necessarily have windows in the sanctuary. Uh, however, Kim Dalton and a team that she put together and led um, were the ones who created the beautiful stained glass that we showcased during the year. So she was the coordinator for that. Now, there's no way I got everyone, so this is the catch-all, right? If you did anything <laughs> towards the construction, renovation, painting, um, water or sucking water or anything towards this building, I just want to invite you to stand up right now. It's okay, you can do it. All right, and I just want to thank you. All right, the second part um, is always family fun time. Uh, so what we wanted to do is to also, kind of in light of this being a communal celebration, is to give you a little time to, to share at the mic. Um, and what we're going to focus on this morning is, you know, what has this ministry of this church, uh, through having this building of the last 14 years, what has this church meant to you in light of, you know, this celebration of a day? One of the things that we always said was when we moved to this building, it allowed ministries to flourish, dreams that we had and couldn't imagine. God answered and then gave us new dreams, and, and it was all amazing. So we're going to open up the floor. I'd like to ask you to please think through what you want to share. And then whatever, however long you think you're going to share, cut that in half, right? We want to hear from as many different people as possible. And we also just want to focus on God's goodness through the ministry of this church. So I'm going to go down there. We're going to cue the mics up, and there's mics in the aisle. Um, so whenever you feel ready, please come up and share. And we'd love to hear from you as this part of our service. Good morning. When we were in the old church, uh, the old building at uh, um, Chestnut and uh, 20th Street, 
um, I had uh, the privilege of, of being a youth pastor here, and uh, I remembered we, um, we started growing. We had a lot of kids, both from the congregation and also from the neighborhood, but we didn't have space. And so we had to, we were the roving youth group. We, we, we had Wednesday nights, we went to Reservoir Park, went to City Island, we went all around, you know, just to have space to do youth group. And then we actually rented a uh, gym at the, um, in Pembroke at uh, the church, I uh, forget the name of the church, um, in Pembroke. And, and that's where we ha held our youth group's um, meetings. And, um, and that was one of the reasons why we had, we, you know, we had to move. Um, there was no space for, for the children and youth. And uh, that's one of the blessings here is that we do have now you know, room and space for um, our children and our youth. And, and, and we have a whole lot of them coming in on Wednesday nights. And we're really thankful and blessed to have that. Earlier when we sang, uh, we thank you, Lord, we thank you, I just almost couldn't keep myself from standing up. I saw the mic here because when Bart uh, used to play that um, once in a while and the choir sang that, then at the end of each course, um, we could stand up and say th something we were thankful for. And I'm thankful that 50 years ago when Dan and I started college, that very soon after... We started there over at uh, Grantham. Somebody said, told us about Bellevue Park, Brethren in Christ, and said they really need some help in there. It's a small church. You should go in and take part and do things. And we did. So it's been almost 50 years since we became involved with this church. And for 18 of those years after we were married and had children, somewhere in there um, I put in about 18 years as a trustee and they call it something different now, but I, in the old church building, I knew every square inch of every hidden place and closets and everything and, and came up with a, a lot of ideas of what needed to be improved. Fortunately, there were other people on the committee that did a lot of the work that, that I came up with the ideas for. <laughs> but in this building, I have not been on that committee, but I do appreciate all the work that everybody's done besides the major projects all the little things that need to be fixed and changed, and I really appreciate that, and I'm so happy to have been a part of this church through seeing all the growth and transitions and how God has worked. Uh, soon after uh, moving to this church, uh, going to another church um, for an event, and there were no columns, you know, it was really weird, you know. The sight lines were clear. I thought, what was, what's wrong with this place? <laughs> and uh, so that's really my point is that it's, um, it's here. It's a, it's a humble building in a sense, you know, and it, it's not about the building. And, and when, the, when the mortgage was paid off, it just uh, struck me that whether the mortgage was paid off or not, the Lord is good. And just this passage from Habakkuk about... Even if the fig tree doesn't bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. And that's one thing about the teaching here is it keeps that in perspective for me. Thank you. Um, it was mentioned that I made quilts, and I want to add the people that helped with the quilts was uh, Betty and Jane, who are not coming here anymore, 
We knotted quilts, and I remember Anne Maria Studo helped over in the other, the older, the extra buildings there. And um, I know uh, Washington, what's her name? Not Shy Washington, Leola Hall, and I'm not sure others probably too helped with knotting quilts that we sold. And when we sold, we had a matching donor. We got $150 from somebody, and somebody else paid $150. We got $300 for a knotted quilt. That was incredible. Um, I also remember when, uh, the first two years, well, one year at the old church and one year here, I was cleaning the church, and when we were here, the unfinished area was sky high, <laughs> almost with packed boxes, unpacked, you know, had to unpack them so as I had time after cleaning, I would unpack a box and put it in the kitchen or wherever it belonged. And that was fun. So I, <laughs> okay. This church was generous enough to allow our homeschooling co-op to meet here for many, many years. So many. <laughs> and uh, allowed one whole generation of children to to grow up, um, but the thing that was, uh, we kind of have to come hat in hand every year and say, can we do another play? Because <laughs> every time we did a play, it really, we had to draw on a lot of goodwill from a lot of people. Um, so we did, I think, seven, 14 years, but we did seven plays here that took over, you know, and we would be here for many, many rehearsals. And one family from our co-op um, donated these lights to, to say thank you for, for the generosity of this church to our co-op. Thank you so much. I remember when we came in this building before it was at the church and we were looking at it and it was a garage and it had these car lifts that we were joking around, Rick and I, that we should have saved them so that we could put them up and the you know, piano could go up and down and pastor could go up and down. And they had the wisdom not to do that. Um, so that was good. And I also think that it's cool that we can park on the top of our church. So those are my thoughts. I'm Julia Tilly, and we started coming here shortly after y'all moved here. Um, but this building has a lot of great memories for me. My grandfather was Earl B. Lehman, and this was his car dealership. Um, so I spent a lot of time in here as a kid playing. Um, we weren't allowed to go up and down on the lifts. Um, <laughs> insurance wouldn't cover that. Um, but I spent a lot of time in this building. I worked here. Almost everybody in my family uh, worked in the dealership at one time. And I know that my grandparents would be so thrilled um, that this is a church my grandma was a force to be reckoned with um, in the Harrisburg area. She helped bring Head Start to the area, was very, very involved in a lot of the local churches um, and with social justice and poverty issues. My grandfather was a level-headed business guy, and he would be really excited that the mortgage is paid off because he believed in paying cash for everything. Um, he bought all his cars cash. So um, I just, I love being here. I love that this is my family, my church family, and also that this is wonderful memories of my um, biological family. 
We'll do this one, and then when she wraps up, I want to invite up Emerson Lesher, who's the head of our church board, and Rodney Souder, who's our treasurer as well. Okay, I started attending Harrisburg Bic in 1990 and watched this congregation go from an all-white congregation of about 100 people to what you see today, which I think is wonderful. And I was also on the church board in there when we were trying to decide whether or not we were a city church or just an urban church that happened to be located in the city. And we spent, I think it was a year in prayer trying to determine that, and we decided, yes, we are a city church. And so we stuck it out. Then we started looking for properties, and we went from one property to another. And I think it was about 10 years till we finally found this property and did what we've done here and moved here. And we had gone to two services there because we didn't have enough space, and now we're already at two services here. So I've seen this church, like I said, go from a congregation of about 100, all white, to what we have today. And I think it is just wonderful that we can be who we are, serving God, being the church that Jesus, or that the Bible says, where people from every tribe and nation come together to worship God. That's what heaven is supposed to look like. And so I'm so glad to see that, and now to have the mortgage paid off as quickly as it's been paid off is just wonderful, because I was on the church board for many years, and I was treasurer for six, so I'm glad that this was done as quick as it was done. As Rodney comes up, I didn't share this in the first service, but one of the reasons I'm grateful for this church is because I was very much formed at this church. Um, I feel like I rediscovered my faith. I rediscovered um, a body that can do the work that God's called them to go. Um, one of the ways I knew I was really formed at this church, this is a quick story, was in seminary we had to videotape ourselves preaching. Um, and I was like, oh, this is fine. And then you have to watch it and critique. And one of the things I noticed um, about myself is, even though I was in an empty room, I always preached like this, you know? And no one could figure out why I preached like that. And as I'm watching the video, I was just like, oh, we have columns. <laughs> so for us, it's very normal for me to turn like this. But when you're watching it on video, it looks a little silly. Um, so I called up Emerson and Rodney because uh, one of the things the churches do to celebrate is they burn the actual mortgage note. However, um, our insurance didn't think that was such a good idea, um, especially because I think we're right under <laughs> a smoke alarm right there. Um, and I know the building's paid off, but we thought it's not a good idea to get you all wet with sprinklers either. Um, so we're going to make it real 2019 and modern, and we're going to have a mortgage shredding. Um, so here you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there you go. You can hear it in the shred. All right. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 3. I'll be reading verses 5 to 9. 1 Corinthians 3, 5 to 9. Thinking about not just where we're going, but this idea of building with God. Um, 1 Corinthians 3, starting in verse 5, Paul writes, What after all is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, 
as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, for they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service, you are God's field and God's building. One of the most interesting things about this passage is a lot of times when we read this passage or, or preach on this passage, we talk about the gospel and how it's important for us to realize that, yes, we all play a part, but God chose this person to do this and this person to do this and this person to do this, and it all works together, but God is the one who makes things grow. However, we must not, make, we must not forget what Paul is actually saying to the Corinthians here. Paul is not just saying, oh, acknowledge that everyone does a lot of different things. Paul is asking them, who is your loyalty belong to? Is it Apollos? Is it me, Paul? Who are you following? Is it Jesus Christ himself? Paul wants them to take the focus off of their guru or their pastor or their minister or the one who they just like to hear preach. Paul wants to get them back and say, but who do you follow? Is it Jesus Christ? Paul reminds the church back then that, yes, we play a part, but God makes it grow. And this is what I love about this passage. Paul invites us to do three things here. He says, one, we are God's workers. Everything we do when we do for the kingdom, we humbly work with our God. But then I also love that he says, we are God's field. A lot of us like to think about how we need to go to the mission field. And I love that God looks at us and says, no, 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 you're my mission field. And the last thing that Paul reminds us is says, we are God's building. That means everywhere we go, we represent God and we're supposed to be building up this kingdom. The message to us this morning is simply this. We all have played a part in getting here today. Praise God for his faithfulness. I can't imagine being in 2004, 2005 and dreaming about this and then someone saying, yeah, we're not only going to pay the mortgage, but it's going to be done seven years early. Praise God we're here today. But praise God for the part that you've played because that's the joy of being in God's kingdom is that we all have a part to play. And as we look at the pictures or think back to the memories, some have planted and some have painted. Some have watered and people reminded me that Patterson says, yeah, some have watered and some sucked up the water. But we've all had a part to play. And God has been the one who's made this work grow. What I love about this church isn't the ideas that we have. It's how God is using us in surprising ways and ways we can never even imagine. When we moved to this building, we had dreams, but God had bigger dreams. We had hopes, but God had bigger hopes. We had a, a, a mission and a vision, but God called us to do his mission and his vision. We celebrate today, we dream of tomorrow because it's our God who's making the work grow. It's our chance to work with our God. It's our chance to be our field and the building in God's kingdom here. And what a blessing to us this morning because we're not just celebrating here in Harrisburg. Look at the flags around the room. We're celebrating in South America this morning. We're celebrating in Africa this morning, in parts of Europe this morning, all across the United States this morning, North America because we got missionaries in Mexico and we got friends in Canada. We're celebrating the work that God has done because of who God is. This celebration is for all of us this morning because God is good. I don't think you heard me because God is good. And all the time. 
In our, our Wednesday night class this, this week, we began looking through a book by Dr. Lisa Sharon Harper called The Very Good Gospel. If you need something to do on Wednesday night or you just want to grow a little bit, please come and join us. We'd love to have you. And in this book, she talks about how we have forgotten what the true gospel is. And we got to get back to the good news of a full gospel that's thick. Because there's so many of us who can complain about our faith being an inch deep. And not being thick enough. But Lisa Sharon Harper says, no, 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 no. You got to get the whole gospel first. And what's the gospel this morning? But that God looked at the world and said, the world needs salvation, so I'm going to send my son. What's the gospel this morning? But Jesus coming and saying, I'm going to live in love to show you how to please the Father. What's the gospel this morning? But Jesus going to Calvary's tree, dying on the cross for our sins. What's the gospel this morning? But Jesus being raised from the dead. To tell us that sin and death and destruction has been forever taken care of. And what's the gospel this morning? But Jesus seated on the right hand of the Father and one day will come back to take us home with him. What's the gospel this morning but a full gospel? So when we think about where we're going in the future, we will be going in the future with this full gospel. When people come to us and they say, I don't know if I matter. We said, you matter so much, God sent his son for you. When they say, I don't know if I can conquer this addiction, we say, God not only loved and showed you you can conquer this addiction, God has greater plans for you through this addiction. When people say, I just don't think I'm lovable, we can say, you're so loved by God that he died on the cross for you. When people say, I don't know if I can get through this darkness, this pain, this horror, that's my life. We can say to them, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives in your bones through the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. When people say to us this morning, we don't know about the future. The world just seems not as it should be. And it's all just wild out there. We said, take a breath. Because Jesus says, I've overcome the world, and I've sent you to be the light of the world. And together, you can not only pay off a mortgage, but you can usher in my kingdom. We have to have a full gospel, and that's what we take with us going forth. You know, Dr. Harper also says that when she looked at the scriptures, she saw in Genesis 1 and 2, a very good world. And ever since I was a kid, this has always humbled me that not only was it good in Genesis 1 and 2, but God said it was good. That he looked at his creation and says, man, I did a good job. This is amazing. But she also shares that the reason it was good was because there was shalom in the world. There was wholeness and well-being and abundance and peace. And we had peace with God. We had peace with each other. We had peace with ourselves. We had peace with all of creation. And then she says it on one line in chapter one, that the very good shalom of the world suffered through the fall and it was broken. But praise God that since Genesis 3, he has been working for the redemption, for the restoration, and for the reconciliation of the world. So as we think about where we are going forward, we say, God, we go with you. God, we take this full gospel, and God, we're going to partner with you for the redemption, for the reconciliation, and for the restoration of our world. So today we celebrate. God's faithfulness to us. We celebrate the commitment of our God to us and the commitment of our people to this building and this work and this ministry. 
But today we continue dreaming. We continue dreaming of what God has for us next. So today we're going to go around. We're going to see all the different aspects of the building. Maybe get some fruit and drink your punch. It's delicious. But after you leave today, I need you to keep dreaming because tomorrow we need you to get back to bringing shalom to our world. We need you to start going into these dark places and start going into this brokenness and start going into this pain and hurt and saying, how do we bring God's wholeness here? How do we usher peace into our community? How do we usher peace into our nation, into our city, into our neighborhoods, into our schools, into our workplaces, into our families, into ourselves? How do we bring God shalom here? Tomorrow, we go back to the work of reconciliation. The world may not be as it should be, but praise God for you. And praise God for his spirit, because together, you can help make it whole. Together, you can bring and usher forth a reconciliation that this world will feel and this world will know. This morning, we don't just celebrate this building. We celebrate what God's building. We don't just celebrate the freedom that comes from a mortgage. We celebrate the freedom that comes from Christ, supreme, giving us freedom from all things. Today, we celebrate that our God is good. I don't think you heard me. One of you will get it. Today we celebrate that our God is good. And all the time. Amen. Amen. We're going to end the service this morning a little bit different. We're going to have um, communion. And the communion we're going to have this morning is the, 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 the circle communion. And what I love about this communion, you'll come up, you'll get the elements, and you'll actually start from the back there and making circles around the service, right, around the sanctuary. But what I love about this is that we not only get to take it in together, but we get to see each other. And there's something that's beautiful because sometimes we make communion just about me and God. But when it comes to faith, it's always about you, God, and your sister and your brother. And when we take this bread and we take this cup together, we're reminded that our God is good, yes, but our God is good to all of us. And our God is in this place. So let's celebrate together. In thinking about our oneness in Christ and our call to community, we will be receiving the communion elements, holding them to partake in them together. We ask that you, after you come up and receive the elements, start in the back making a circle to make sure we have room all around. There'll be two stations in the front of the sanctuary where you can get the bread and the cup near the aisles, interior aisles. As you are ready, please exit your seat and get the elements, then proceed to form a circle around the sanctuary. As we're forming the circle, Pastor Esty and the team will play music. We also have lyrics on the screen for you. A deacon or two will be ready. Um, we're going to be standing for a little bit, so if you need a chair, please raise your hand. The deacons will try to get to you. But even more than the deacons, you know, like there's Christians in this room. If you need a chair, they might actually help you get a chair too, you know. Just throwing that out there. Um, we want you to feel free not to take the community elements if you don't feel, you know, you're in a place to take them this morning but we still ask you to participate in the symbol of a community together. Once the circle has been formed, I'll lead us in the taking of the bread and the cup together using the familiar communion response. After we take the elements, we will have a, a prayer, and then our bishop will come up and pray for our congregation, and then I will have one more announcement, and then you're dismissed. So that's just the order. But I want to invite you, as you're ready, to please come up and take these elements. Um, yep, let's go.
responsive reading. We'll have it up front for you. My sisters and brothers, this bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Join me with the reading for the um, cup as well. My sisters and brothers, this cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Eat and drink. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much for you freely, willingly, and lovingly sending your son for us. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you went to Calvary's tree to set the world back straight. But most of all, because of your great love with which you loved us, you took on our sin and suffering. You took on everything so that we can be set free. Lord, we celebrate this table this morning, not because of anything we've done, but because of all you've done. We come not because of who we are, but because of who you are. 
we thank you for the celebration at this table that you gave your body and blood for us. And Lord, we pray that we can dedicate our lives to you as well, that we would give all that we are for your kingdom come and your will to be done. In your name we pray, amen. It's great to be here to celebrate, and uh, what a cool way to end to look around. We've talked an awful lot about the building, and so I see these poles, but you know what? The, the church is that group that's among these poles. It's, it's us together, and so what we really celebrate is what this tool in the hands of a group of people can do and will do, so let's pray to that end. Jesus, we look forward with anticipation and excitement for what you will continue to do. Yes, we look back and we're so grateful. We're so grateful that you would do more than we ask or imagine. So as we look forward, we dream and we expect that you'll exceed those dreams. And we rest presently because we know that you're the one who actually does the work. You cause the growth. But thanks in the midst of that for using us. So may this church continue to use this wonderful tool and so many others that are placed in their hands. And may we, your people, bring your kingdom here, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven until that day that you fully bring about the kingdom and we're in your presence. I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Um, as we announced earlier in your bulletin, there's a map of stations in and around the building. I want to definitely invite you to go check them out as you can see some of the before or after during pictures. Um, there's also refreshments. It's in the unfinished area, so please go there as well. Um, if you had younger kids who weren't with you in the sanctuary, please go pick them up before you start doing the rounds um, so we can help release them as well. Before I dismiss you, though, I do have um, a bit of heartbreaking hard news. Um, towards the end of last service, we got word that um, Jada Washington passed away last night. Um, we're still finding out more information. We're going to try to go there this afternoon, and we'll be in touch with the congregation of ways that you can support um, just the family going forward. But we ask that you be in prayer for the family as well, um, especially as we navigate these days. So a bit of hard news, but we just wanted you to hear from us um, as we just heard. So um, maybe we can just hold hands and pray for the Washington family at this time. I feel like I need friends. There we go. Yep. Let's pray together. I find our God, we thank you um, that Jada's at peace. We thank you that she's with you. We thank you that... Our grief is for what's left behind. Our grief is for our confusion. Our grief is for our sadness at the going home of our sister. But God, we, we set those at your feet, but we also want to lift up her children. Um, we pray for all of them at this time. Pray for Colin, Messiah, and Miley. We pray that even right now they can feel your comfort. They can feel your presence. They can feel your love. God, I pray that you just overflow them with your compassion, with your mercy, and even with your healing. God, I pray for that family as they grieve again. God, I pray that you give them strength. I pray that we as a body can support them. I thank you for the great love we have for them, and I pray that you just overflow us with love and compassion that we can pour on them as well. Uh, God, we don't know the next days ahead, but we know that you're with us, and we know that you're leading us and guiding us. So we pray that any small way that we can lift them up through prayer, through meals, through anything that we can do, let it be for your glory, and let it be for their help and healing. 
Thank you for your great love. And thank you that we can always trust and rely on you. In your holy and precious name, amen. God be with you all.